get into gates this is episode 196 we're talking stargate sg1 back to talk about season nine episode four my name is mitch joining me the gibsons not the gibson brothers but the gibsons brother by podcast or something <laughs> like that brendan and maddie how you doing the gibson friends the gibson acquaintances the gibson <laughs> something something we'll figure it out the eventually gibsons mm. Yeah, <laughs> and Mitch, how have we never done that before? It's <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, I mean, here, here we here we are. We are gathered uh, here to talk about uh, the ties that bind us, or as Maddie left mm. us at the end of last week's podcast, the ties that be boring as. And uh, yeah, here we are. I wish I there was some the binding. Power, the powers. Oh yeah, the powers that be, Mitchell. The powers that be, not the ties the, that bind. Oh, sorry. I'm actually reading the other episode <laughs> that's left over. Sorry, the ties are bind. I had to. Cool. I mean, I'm, I'm quite, like, I'm quite happily go back and idiot, absolute idiot. So yes, the, anyway. the ties that bind would be a good um, name for this episode because it felt like I was being held hostage having to watch this, <laughs> like that I was being held down and just. Yeah. I reckon this one should just be Cori with Samurai. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what it should be. Yeah, look. We're getting out of it. It is not getting any better. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Than that. Cori with some Ori. Holy <laughs> shit. That's brilliant. Play the ending music. Play the ending music. <laughs> ah, just kidding. We're still back. We're still back. All right. Well, um... <laughs> directed by William Waring and mm-hmm. written by Martin Giro. What is he doing oh, in this side? Of course it sucks. Of course it sucks because Giro wrote it. It's one of four episodes that he wrote for SG1 over seasons nine and 10, all that pretty much suck. Uh, and this was his first one. Mm. So he really is the new Cooper. Setting himself up. The only way is up, really, I guess, from, from this point. But um, mm. yeah, uh, thanks, Giro. I saw that name pop up and I'm like, that doesn't look right. Yeah. You're not on this side of the uh, of the river. Whereas I saw that... Um, I remember you saying that that he put it pop over, but I forgot about that until this episode. So yeah. uh, I will I will cut him some slack in that he was forced to write this episode before Robert Cooper had written Origin. So oh, there was no really? way of knowing where they would where they were. Why do you think Tilk's back? Like Tilk, we said goodbye to Tilk in the last episode. Like there was that big goodbye in front of the Stargate, and he right. left in his robes, and then this week he's just back. Hold on, I didn't even think about that. That's funny. <laughs> he's, he's just there. He's there. He's like, hi, I'm here. Okay. It makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, right. you don't have to explain, Tilk. True, feel... true. It's just good to have him there. Good to have but him yeah, there. I'm happy that he's there, but they shouldn't have let him go last time. Mm. Like we've we talked about that. This one, I like the start of it in like Aaron soon. I was going to say Vala's kind of storyline, mm-hmm. but then it's just classic Vala. Flip the script and now SG One are trying to recover from her fuck up without. Mm. I, I enjoy. Like they should have gone there without her, but then it wouldn't be a storyline. Yeah, because I feel like that's what they're always doing. Like especially for these couple of episodes now that she's a bit more of a main player, that they're constantly. I mean, what was that one? We we had to go on the little. Um, was that ties that bind? We had to go on the little treasure hunt with her stuff or whatever. Like it's yeah, they're, they're constantly yeah. chasing her mistakes, or they have her around and know that she's going to cause mistakes when they go to places that she hasn't already been. Which I guess is what makes her such a frustrating character for you know SG one fans, at least the ones that don't like her, is that yeah. you can't quite understand why anyone's keeping her around. And I know the whole the Daniel thing or whatever, that's something that's pushing us over in the moment. But even that, it's just like, oh man, like yeah. I think even, da- has anyone asked Daniel? Like I'm sure Daniel would understand if we got rid of her. 
Sure, we might lose him, but it's for the greater good, right? Jesus. He's like, oh, look, I'll risk it. I'll risk yeah. dying. But, um, but you yeah, know, like Brennan, I enjoy the first maybe like 15 minutes or so. Mm. And then it starts to get a bit meh for me. Like, I feel like of the three main plot points of Vala knowing about this planet and us needing to go there with her, fine. But then you've got the trial and then you've got the Ori. And I feel mm. like it should have been either the trial or the Ori, not mm. both. Because at yes. that point it was just too much. Because they didn't even finish the trial. All over that was the, the annoying thing. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly they were just like, oh, okay, well, Vala was on trial, but now the prior has made us all sick. So we'll let Vala heal us with her little waffle maker. Like, mm. and then there's no resolution at the end in terms of, you know, when they lose to the prior and they're all just kind of left standing there at the end having that face off. All the all the all the village people are like, okay, yeah, we like they're all bowing to the prior, mm. but they never what did so we just they just let Vala and the team go and so did the prior yeah which was weird mm. which I guess I think come come the end like I think I turned away for a second and didn't realize that Mitchell was sick until it was that shot where he got healed but I was watching that sort of you know the mm. light increase to the point where he's obviously going across the lands or the planet or however far this sort of sickness disease or effect had taken place and it was like, yeah, this is just a point to prove to like, he, he wasn't there to like make everyone sick. Uh, at that point, again, I, I didn't realize that Mitchell was because I'm like, well, they're, they're not getting sick. He's like Daniel and Vala are there. He doesn't need them to be sick. He just wants everyone else to get sick. And, you know, this whole thing of making them sick so they get better. Well, that's its own. It's, it's, it, that's preaching it to them. But if they were all to die and that was part of his plan, then that's there for SG-1 and for Earth to realize that they're, they're the real deal and all that. So it was weird not to have some kind of, I don't I mean, do you need, obviously you don't need one or they didn't think so to, it was like, well, the, the extension of that was to just let them go and, and get back on their way. But um, as someone who hasn't seen it in a long time, I'm glad you just said that Maddie, because that's what I found too, heading into it. And off the back of last week and you guys saying, Hey, it's Cori, but Vala. I'm like, okay, good. Let's look forward to that. And it wasn't that for, you know, 10 minutes because I expected her to sort of walk there, the gate to, um, you know, the wormhole to shut off and everyone be there seeing Vala and they arrest her straight away. Not that she's still got this lasting effect of being a god. She's got the voice modulator that she wears. And then eventually they arrest her and eventually they put her on trial. But by that stage, well, we want this to end with the Ori, so we have to start that now. And they, they overlap for four minutes and it's not really either or. So I wasn't mm. expecting that. And in saying that, I didn't hate this episode like I thought I would. It's not going to be this amazing piece of season nine or anything, but I think I went in with such low expectations. It's one of those rare films and television shows or episodes for me where I go in thinking it's going to be the absolute scum of the earth. And when it just turns <laughs> out to be not that great, I'm like, oh, this is fine. Like it's, yeah, it's not, it's the same sort of shit, yeah. you know, same sort of settings. All the banter between SG-1 is fun. Like all the banter mm. between like Vala and the team, like when they're snipping back and forth at each other in front of the throne. And like, you know, when, when they're watching the play, like the play is hilarious. Like that's a hilarious idea of yeah. them sitting there watching like this reenactment and the ribbons coming out as the, as the blood. And, all that kind of <laughs> and like creative. Daniel leaning down into, into Vala's ear going, what the and you go like and she's like please get out of your god's face and i'm just like oh my god that is so good. and she just keeps looking dead on the whole time it's like that that stuff is all gold but yeah then when like the story stuff takes over it's just like oh 
Because even like the they... stuff in the prison was fun. Like when when Vala's in the jail cell and they're sniffing back and forward, and Daniel's like banging the um, the cell gate like on her face, telling her to shut up, and like that's all gold to me. I love that stuff. Mm. I, I like the. Uh, I would have preferred the idea of her staying as the Gould and trying to convince them that the Ori aren't the way, and then and you oh. still have a lot more dissent from Daniel. So you're getting all that nice banter, but then the Ori either showing up Vala or Vala somehow tricks her way of getting around the prior. Like for me, it would have been a nice, like more of a heist type situation. Mm. That's a great idea. Like, like obviously Daniel would still be doing what he was doing, convincing her to come clean. But yeah, yeah. imagine if she was, she was about to come clean to everybody and that's when the prior shows up. It doesn't have a chance to, you know, yeah. come clean and has to keep up the charade to, yeah, no, that that would be such a better episode. Mm. And then, yeah, either SG-1 figure out a way to stop the prior or the prior owns her. And I think, yeah, it was just mm. all over, a bit all over the shop. And like that, I think that's the biggest issue that I have with season nine, and I've said this before, they recycle the storylines for Mitchell and Bala, but they they're not as good. I feel like they've done it better before. This example is Korai. Mm. I think Korai was a better written episode, and the fact that it was actually Korra Tilk's um, story arc, whereas <laughs> this Vala learned zero lessons, and you know she still was well, yeah, making given, the mine the entire planet for her benefit. Given and- that <laughs> when it was written, like Origin hadn't been written, so she hadn't even been set on fire yet. So it's like mm. I think that's one of the reasons we criticize that is that she didn't really grow from that at all. Because when these next few episodes have been written, that hadn't happened yet. So like mm. that's why these episodes can't acknowledge any kind of growth from her. I mean, I feel like there was a little bit of growth at the end. Like that was a cool moment. The way she's just like had enough, pulls out the P90 is like fix these people. Like that was, I thought that was a really cool moment, but it was just kind of left hanging in the air. And that, that was kind of a bummer. Mm. And I know that there was still more to come in the episode, but where uh, was it pre prior at that point? And uh, she'd been healing people, he healed one person. And uh, and the the guy who had been a believer of her, but then was like the chief guy trying to you know execute her, and uh, he's like, look, we're gonna keep um, your treasure as payment for everything you've done. She's like, oh, well, hang on a second. I'm like, read the, <laughs> read the room, okay? You just got away with your life. Like again, I feel like you're not learning anything, you know? Just uh... like an annoying child. But in saying that, I was also like, it's one of those things that, like Brendan said before, if you do this and you don't have a storyline. Uh, the moment in the trial where it's like Daniel says, "Hey, it's, she should only get to be on trial for everything she's done since she got rid of the Gould." Now, how long ago is that? He goes and whispers her in, in her ear, and I'm like, "Okay." In real life, you go, "Oh, that happened yesterday." You know, like I came here as the Gould, <laughs> and then my friends. It was all some kind of you know diversion, and then they've they've extracted the Gould from me, and we've punished this false god, and I've come to tell you the truth. And uh, well, you're getting me in trouble for but they've had, like four years. It's like, oh, okay. Well, you had us all do labor across the planet. I'm like, God, couldn't you have bullshitted your way through this? But and they you know, just agreed the to those terms immediately without yeah. questioning it. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. we spent half the episode of the Daniel saying that was a different Tilk, even though it was identical. This actually was a different person. Yeah. But yeah, they just accepted that immediately without knowing anything else about the gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love it. Is what? it is slightly refreshing that 
for eight seasons, we had Jack O'Neill getting so uncomfortable anytime anyone we visited would bow thinking he was a god. Like he would just get so, no, get up, get up, get up, get up. Yeah, yeah. And then Viola just rocks him and goes, no, I'm your god. Obviously, get on your knees and, <laughs> yeah. and worship me. Like I'm, <laughs> no qualms whatsoever. I do kind of like that. I did- but I get obviously that would be a reason why people find her very polarizing as well because it's so different to what we've seen in the past. I don't, I don't mind her reasoning as to why she did that as well. She was basically homeless and needed somewhere to stay and get back on her feet. I yeah. Bought, I bought that concept that. I wonder if some flashbacks might've helped. It would have yeah, been nice to been sort cool. of empathize with her a little bit to mm. see her. Amal Duran. That, <laughs> that was nice. Like I liked the idea <laughs> of that, but they didn't actually have to do one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause we've done it before. So. Yeah. yeah, I um I did spot a little bit. Of, I think it was might have been the in the commentary or some of the bits of trivia, but the outfit that she wore as as Katesh when she rocked it on with like the voice modulator um gem built in, that was actually on the short list as one of the dresses she was going to wear when she first appeared at the start of the season when she steps through the Stargate mm. at Stargate Command, and I was like, really, really, I can't see Vala being like the hustler thief you know con man that she is, con woman that she is running around in a dress like granted the the dominatrix leather was another mood entirely <laughs> but at least it was like <laughs> pants and boots and stuff like that which would make more sense for vala you know and it was a bit more, a, you know uh comparative to prometheus unbound as well like even though she was yeah yeah exactly she was in the um but um commander chief props to her though with the bloody like six-pack abs rocking mm, yeah. um, even just like sitting down in a chair she's still just Rushing. got these like and I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Well, I uh, I watched this in two halves. And then when I came back to watch it the second time, I said, you know, rewound it a couple of minutes to to catch up properly. And um, it was the scene like, yeah, where she's wearing something very revealing. I think she was sort of standing side on and there must've been a piece where the sort of top half, you know, covering um, covering upstairs, like a little thin piece running down her stomach to connect to the bottom half. And uh, so a lot of her yeah. side exposed. And I'm, I didn't watch it the first time. I didn't catch it the first time. But I was like, holy shit, like that's a, that is an outfit. And, you know, I know it's a, it's such a sci-fi thing because, you know, we're all such, you know, sick nerds. It's like female character must show lots of skin. You know, you got to, like, <laughs> yeah, who it was looks the, like who... something from Anise's wardrobe. Yes, I was about to say Anise, right? Like when she popped up and it's like, just why are you even wearing a bra? Why are you wearing a top at all? Like the boobs are out. Okay, let's stop pretending like you're doing anything to cut. Or, you know, maybe not. Maybe it's all part of your thing. And it's very much part of Vala's personality. And even that moment at the end, they're like, you know, what are you going to do? And she's like, well, look, it is kind of a superpower of mine to make people feel good. I'm like, oh my God, just like give us a second here. <laughs> Again, read and room Vala. Um, but uh, yeah, like props to her, like, you know, for that, for that character, let alone being in a in a sci-fi show where you're playing a character like this, um, that uh, you have to, you know, get around in some uh, very revealing uh, outfits is um yeah there was a there was a couple of numbers in there a couple of choices so props to claudia black i i am glad though i um i almost feel like this is a line that peter deloise would have written but i'm kind of glad they didn't make vala say this line while she was wearing that episode wearing that outfit we can do this i'm not so sure like i know using that hand device must be taking a lot out of you but we really we really need your help right now each one is getting harder each time it takes longer and they keep coming Like, oh can God. you imagine what Peter oh, Deloise would have done with that? I didn't like, even, didn't even pick that up. <laughs> That's hilarious. No. <laughs> 
idea if you did pick up, Brennan, of how oh, you yeah. made something. Like I would have made something. That could have gone to <laughs> The thing I was going to make that I didn't get around to was the fact that Dr. Lamb and um, General, whatever his name is. Landry. 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 Are related. Mm. And what a revelation that didn't need to happen. I mean, how boring. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, remember, because I, I went into this at the start of the uh, season and when they sort of had their first moment of, of friction, I was like, oh, what's going on here? And you guys asked me, do you remember? And I, I had no idea. I said, it could be, it's not going to be because of the show this is. It could be that they've had a previous relationship, but she's far younger. She's not going to explore something like that. But I got off some kind of weird... And, and again, it could just, this could be a somewhat racist comment because of like her complexion to his and that it was almost like a stepdaughter or previously stepfather, stepdaughter, and that like he was previously married to her mother and that that's sort of broken down. And then at the start of this, it's like, hey, then can we talk? We can have lunch. And then he, uh, and then there was that moment there and he asked, how is your mother? And she's like, oh, you know, she's doing fine. And again, it was just the, maybe it was the inflection rather than even the, the choice of words in the, in the dialogue there that I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure, they used to be together or married or whatever, but I didn't get that he was her dad. And yet when he did just sort of briefly mention that before she went off world, I liked the way that it was delivered because it wasn't forced on you in that first conversation where it's like, how's your, how's your mum? And then he'd be like, I'm your father and blah, 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 blah. And we sort of get fed everything. It's just at the end, her saying, hey, I'm going to go to this and I'm the best suit. He goes, hey, I'm your dad, I know that. And it was just such a subtle way of throwing it in when we've been wondering for four weeks and we even get that earlier scene where they should be hashing it out. And that's like the most cliche or maybe obvious uh, scene to throw it in. So yeah, at the same time, I agree with you, Brendan, because I'm like, where is this going to go? Or is this just <laughs> going to be the answer to that friction from the last four episodes? Uh, and is it not going to go anywhere? Because this is Dr. Lamb and I'm not getting the feeling that she's going to become this main character. So what's the point? Like, She's definitely would... no Frasier, but she does hang yeah. around for a bit. Yeah, yeah, right. And then, and then I think immediately after that um, uh, scene where he says, you know, I'm your father, you're my daughter situation, then she goes off world and she first comes up to... Um, uh, to Mitchell and I'm like oh shit you're the boss's daughter now I didn't know that prior, but now we know oh shit. I mean obviously we don't know that but that's as we heard from the actors themselves or the writers that's the way they wanted to subtly play it as a bit of an in-joke so um yeah I've I never kind of... picked that up ever in any of my rewatches that they were what? together no even the ones that you pointed out I was like really yeah, I think, I mean, for me, it was just like, it was one weird scene and then it was the button thing, but then listening the to the audio line. commentary yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, so now I go yeah. looking for it. And yeah, I don't think, in a way, I don't think like uh, Lexa Doig plagues it that way, but I sort of get the feeling that maybe uh, Ben Browder does just a little bit. Um, yeah. uh, so yeah. it is this weird. There's, a, there's yeah. actually some episodes where Amanda Tapping and Chris Judge play, oh, we be <laughs> <laughs> like that that was that was their thing yep. like and you never pick it That's up hilarious. but when you hear it in the audio commentary you just know that amanda tapping and chris judge have just had this fun little subtext that they've been playing through this episode because it's not like a them heavy episode or something like that so they're just mm. like yeah Let's have some been- yeah. yeah i just like the idea that if they interview christopher judge off screen and he's like the way i play every scene with every female character and pretty much every male <laughs> character is that uh yeah. they either are they are or they want to because 
obviously. <laughs> uh, Teal, who wouldn't want to climb this and grease it up? And uh, everyone would yeah. be fucking Teal, because that's how I play the character. Like that oh, <laughs> Because, you know, hey, us in the podcast, yeah, we get it, you know? God, you know? Reese yeah, understood yeah. it. It's like, here's Stuggy oh, how you won. And he was like, oh, Teal's amazing. It's like, well, you've passed the test. Thank you very much. It was that scene after one of the trial scenes and um, uh, what does Vala say to Daniel? You should be, you should be, you know, basically be the lawyer for the, for the prosecution, um, you know, or for the all right by that stage because of the conversation he'd had with the prior. And uh, in the foreground, as the shot sort of went through the hallway, Mitchell and Teal were there playing cards. I'm not sure what game they were playing, but just part of me, I'm like, I wanted like a little subtle detail. I'm like, what if we could like, Teal doesn't understand cards but wins every single game that he plays. Like I just, yeah. I said that they were just showing each other. Even playing. I have yeah. no idea. It was like, I'm not apparently that was one up. That was Ben Browder's idea. He was the mm. one. He's like, well, we've, we've got to be in the scene. Let's do something. Mm. Um, so that was, that was his addition, I believe. Yeah. I just, but yeah, I don't know the game. What's very, the other? I mean, they're already very, I wonder if it was just like, too. I wonder if it was just high card wins. Maybe they were just, mm. oh, yeah. I thought it was you something, know, each something like card, that, maybe. but yeah, I'm like, I don't care what it is. And what game they play. I just want the idea that Tilk just wins every single game that he <laughs> yeah. plays against everybody. Like, it's just everyone plays a game. It's like, sure, it's I think going to lose to you. I fine. win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's their equivalent of, like, Jack and Tilk boxing. He's just like, they're playing cards, but he's still just kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Dr. Uh, Lamb in general, though? Because I feel, even as a doctor... I think her bedside manner needs some work because she walks straight up to, I think it was Mitchell or Mitchell or Daniel. I can't remember when that guy dies. She's like, this is the first, but it's not the last. And then walks away. I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. yeah that was actually against and Daniel. Then, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. And another point where like the, like the main villager guy dies, I think it is, or maybe one of the others. And like three seconds after dead, she's like, prep him for the autopsy. And I'm like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, are, yeah. She's very, very sort of icy and, and very matter of fact about mm, it. Very, yeah. very abrupt. And it's like, I get that with Landry, but yeah, it kind of, I don't know whether maybe that was a choice she made that it kind of, that tension she has with Landry sort of bleeds into her work. But the writers never really paid it off. So yeah, she does come off as very, very icy sometimes, and you're like, oh, the performance, okay. which is which is good because it's resting. It's different face. to Janet because, <laughs> well, I guess it's it's a good way to separate her from Janet and just be like, okay, so it's not the sort of the, just the same beats. It's not, it's not just Janet um, played by a different actress. She's bringing yeah. something different to it. Mm. So, but um, but yeah, it's obviously you know it's it's hard to. Um, attach yourself to anybody after Janet because you're like, well, A, who's going to beat Janet? And B, well, don't get attached because she's probably just going to die if that's the case. So <laughs> she almost needs her own like Stargate Atlantis rebirth, kind of like McKay had, where when he was in SG1, you hated him because he was such an arsehole. He was so condescending mm. and he was sexist or he just thought he was all that for the ladies. And you're like, dude, you're so annoying. Like he's a fun annoying, but at the same time, he's an arsehole. And then you get him in SGA and you, you can't help but warm to him for those exact same reasons somehow. They just made it work, but work in a different setting. Whereas, yeah, here I don't want to go, oh, well, yeah, she's just so pissed off all the time. She's annoying. But it's like, yeah, they have, they're not giving her a lot to do. Or maybe they are. And that's like you said, maybe she's that's 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 her choice. And and the only reason I knew that it was Daniel before that that exchange, Brennan, is because I think prior to that, 
um, she'd been on screen obviously a couple of times and I was like, hang on, I'm, every time she pops up, I forget the fact that her and Michael Shanks are together in real life at this point, right? So I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're seeing, what, what, how they would be against each other. Wonder, like, obviously they're actors. They're not going to go up there and like giggle at each other because, you know, they're sleeping together or something. But she did have that line. She, yeah, or he's the first, but he's not going to be the last. And, you know, she just walks off and Daniel doing his Daniel, you know, look. And uh, I'm just like, oh, wow, that's a real life couple playing off each other. And there's nothing between them. There's no chemistry in that sense on screen because there's not no, supposed to. I don't think to, it was so. Michael Shanks's fault. <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> well, something that, um, yeah. something that was his fault. Do you fault. see what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, something that was his fault that doesn't really help, you know, the, the previous, you know, shit that he's taken on this podcast is that original opening scene of Vala and Mitchell in the commissary and she like has the somehow got her hands on like the top secret report and all that kind of stuff. That scene was originally written as Vala and Daniel. Um, Ah. But the day, the day that it was due to be shot, um, Daniel Jackson rocks up and he's shaved his beard. Um, (laughs) So continuity wise, it wouldn't have worked. So they're like, he's just like, I'm done with that episode. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's like oh, I'm, I'm, done, I'm done with the beard now it's it's, it's done and they're like oh we actually haven't fi- finished uh, oh we'll we'll just put mitchell in the commissary it'll be because it's gonna be vala and daniel in his office i think that worked mm-hmm. better um, anyway then, yeah yeah i quite liked it giving you don't giving have vala to and have shanks and together. those two together you yeah know, exactly daniel, exactly like, it becomes too much i feel like um, well yeah it's, it's mitchell we're trying wanted, to get to know yeah and Farscape fans will want to see those two as well. I mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like no, that. and I like and it. The, the whole, little Jello um, moment was fun. Yeah, the SG one with Jelly, but but those two. Yeah, going into the Jelly game. Yeah, and I thought it was good. Yeah, I like that actually. When he like ran out of the room, but then he still ran in to stop her from eating his jelly. I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, okay, that's good. Like you get a lot of comparisons <laughs> and comparison hate uh, for the way that you and uh, and O'Neill are similar. But I like that. That's a subtle thing that you ha- we have to keep that in that this person really loves jelly. So, or jello yeah. to our American friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was funny. It was it a different color though than what, uh, than what O'Neill likes? I thought I picked that up. Didn't he uh, really yeah. Like this a- one was red. This one yeah. was red. O'Neill typically does blue, I believe. Mm. Mm. Although I think I heard in the com in the commentary, the different colors depend on the director as well. Certain directors will, yeah, right. will demand certain, certain colors. <laughs> Uh, a um a fun but slightly disappointing bit of trivia i actually read about this episode is this is the 179th episode of sg1 at this at the time this aired it made it the longest running sci-fi series ever really It, it surpassed um next generation at 178 episodes ironically doctor who at this point had been running for about 26 seasons but they'd only Mm. done about like 150 episodes because you know what well, the UK is like. They'll just, they'll do a four episode season and call it a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in, in 26 seasons, um, Doctor Who had only done 150 episodes or 150 something episodes. So like, it kind of sucks that this is the episode that made it the longest running um, sci-fi mm. series at the time. It's like, oh. Uh... Yeah, someone's going to watch it going, oh, they hit that milestone. This I get a, I better give it a watch. And it's like, <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. that's funny. And the yeah. one that beat beat it was Supernatural, which I don't consider as a science fiction show. No, true. Has um, 
Has Doctor Who beaten it now, though? Like with all like the David, because this would have been pre like David Tennant, wouldn't it? Two thousand and probably, but I think it, it um, at one point. But I, yeah, but I don't know to, how many how many seasons have come back. They used to cling on to the North American one. Oh, yeah, like like Mitch's work when like they'll they'll have like oh, the results come out. And they're like, oh, we're Brisbane's number one FM radio station. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, for breakfast in, had... in ages 25 to 40. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all about the spin. Anyway, let's go have drinks. Yes, yeah. that's what we're really doing. I'd just like to point out that my station does very well. We're quite often number one across the board. But yes, in those times that we're not, it's like, but we're number one with this demographic on Saturdays. It's like, oh, yeah. 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 Number one in your hearts, mate. Oh, I, do, I don't. Stats. I don't know. Yeah. And that's a nobody we're, does. We're number one yeah. in whatever metric we've decided to measure in mm. <laughs> for this period. Want to see something? The tweet of God on Twitter yesterday, and it said everything happens for a reason that you make up afterwards. I'm like, yeah, yeah. perfect. It's like just make it fit whatever <laughs> narrative you want to make yourself feel better. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah, I think they um, made up the fact that Obi Wan changes his lightsaber styles because of old Ben holding it with two hands. Mm. So he kind of, as a Padawan, he had one style, then as a master, I hadn't done the style. And then after the, after the empire takes over, he had a third style. I'm like, that's, you just, I mean, I like it, Mm -hmm. but you're just making it up after the fact now. Yeah. You've got someone different teaching him how to hold a stick mate like that's yeah. probably what it is. <laughs> yeah oh yeah the, the everything is canon the, like, everything is canon yeah. um there's videos on youtube that are like oh these are the like five different lightsaber fighting styles and here's like the seven forbidden techniques and it's like really mm-hmm. it's, you're hitting each other with laser swords relax yeah like i think the one that they the, both agree on is the uh turning the lightsaber off and back on again <laughs> apparently <laughs> dark side and light side don't like that yeah <laughs> like you're in the middle of a middle of a duel and you can't yep. get past their guard and you turn your lightsaber off then turn it back on i'm like that's the first thing i would do yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought that after i watched one movie i thought yeah. after i watched 11 movies in 16 seasons it's yeah. an obvious move why is no one doing this like yeah. that's the forbidden move like in all the yeah. text Dark and light side. It's like you can't do the on and off style. No, yeah, no. come on, that's cheating. No. <laughs> I did. Oh, the um, this is obviously the episode of one of the best Vala gifts: the lies meant to deceive you. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. It was weird when that, that popped thing, up. Was I was like, I swear, I only saw that a couple of weeks ago, but it it also seemed very familiar, not just like very recent. So yeah, um, yeah. I feel like yeah, you guys have sent that on as a as a gif at some point or certainly oh, spoken it as a, as a, I think that's in Maddie's favorites folder. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually, I was actually a little bit worried that Brendan was going to come with something he'd made um, for this episode because there was that line. I forget who said it towards the end. It might've been Daniel or it might've been um, Dr. Lamb when they're talking about the virus and they went blah, blah, blah. It's spreading like wildfire. <laughs> And I was like, mm. oh no, they've just said wildfire. What's going to happen there? Oh, I see. I, I had that Leo um, pointing uh, moment uh, gif from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when at the start. <laughs> and did Daniel sort of pull aside Vala? I can't remember the context of the conversation. He's like, listen, we have a limited window of opportunity. And I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. Here we go. Yes. Here we go. The title drop. Title yes. drop. 
Um, so uh, <laughs> that was my moment. I didn't even pick up on the on the wildfire thing. Actually, one of my favorite lines was toward the end, and I I laughed out loud. Now I'm watching this thing at this point on my phone. I think I was getting like a jumper, a hoodie off the rack. So I'd put it sort of on the shelf above my clothes and I'm just sort of going through getting a coat hanger off the, um, uh, off the rail. And Classic Mitch doing laundry. While oh, mate, look, you know, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And so I wasn't even really focusing. But then you had that bloke that, uh, that healed her and the treasure line. It was probably in that same scene. And he's like, but all the bad things you, you made me rub your feet. And I was like, no, nah! Just like, I couldn't help. It's just like, <laughs> of all things, he's like, all these atrocities where she was on trial for murder and torture. And then it was like, no, it's just got to be about Vala, not about the, uh, not about the good Lord. Okay. Well, you made the whole world like slave labor, global slave labor. And now it's like, but what about the time you made me touch your feet? She's like, and you were justly rewarded. And then it was kind of like this weird look. And I'm like, did you let him f- you after he yeah. touched your feet? Like, is that what happened? No, she totally gave him a foot. She gave him a foot job. That's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, it actually does remind me though i um i did notice a, a funny moment uh when when like she's in that outfit on the throne and then watching the performance at the reenactment you don't see it till afterwards but it's like she's wearing this stunning gown but she's still got her sg1 combat boots on that you yeah, don't right. sort of see until later which, so it's like that whole scene where she's sitting re- they they do a great job of like cutting it out of the scene but the whole time she's sitting regally on her throne you never see her feet because mm. she would have been wearing her combat boots the whole time <laughs> I'm like that's that's a look. Yeah, I think the um I was going to do the made something, but I ran out of time, and I still might do it. I might put it in next week. But it was a deleted scene with Landry and Lamb's mother, because I don't uh-huh. know if you've noticed, but Lamb doesn't look much like Landry. Mm. So <laughs> there was going to be something about Ooh, that. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds racist, but we'll see how we go. Obsessively um, racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. If you, if you forward it with it's racist, it, yeah. it's not as racist, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> God. I think, um, well, um, yeah, anyway, I might still might make it. Yeah. I just, I just don't, don't, have don't forget. Don't forget, we do, we do meet her at some point. She does have a scene somewhere, so you might be able to save it for that. Shit. Okay. I did, I did forget about that. <laughs> it doesn't matter though because it's still funny <laughs> yeah that's fine um speaking of before we go i thought uh i couldn't i couldn't go let this go by without giving it to brandon it's uh, a little bit of audio commentary just everyone so the audio commentary was um director will Waring, uh writer martin giro and beloved writer and and stargate stan that we all love joe malozzi uh, they were doing the commentary and they just brought up just just chatting about robert c cooper and I, um, I just thought, thought um, Brennan might enjoy this. Oh, yeah. In all fairness, once again, I mean, Rob, in his mind, knew what he wanted to do with the ORI. And, yeah. and essentially, he's responsible for the whole sort of ancient storyline. Yeah. And, I mean, believe me, we've had huge arguments in the writer's room about the ancients. I mean, essentially, the very, you know, esoteric beings. And no one, none of us really know 100% what's going on with the ancients, but it's all in Rob's head. And I remember actually we had a, uh, I wouldn't say like an argument, but a, a very animated discussion that sort of was punctuated by Rob and uh, Paul having it out. And then Paul, you know, just saying, okay, you know, who in, put up your hand, who in the room here knows, you know, understands the ancients? I, I put up my hand. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> the girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. 
Okay, guys, nobody knows the ancients better than yeah. I do. Okay. And of course, Martin Gira, the sycophant, suck ups. Like, <laughs> I put my hand up. I put my hand up. And Joe's like, no, you didn't. Goth. Is that is like three episodes you have to watch, guys? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't need to know that much. Oh, wow. And I guess uh, there was that line too, because. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I remember from season nine and 10 as it goes on and what we're only supposed to know by this point. But Daniel having that line, I might drop it in. Uh, it's where he says, um, I know what they're doing, but I don't, they're all right, but I don't understand why. Because at this point, like he, he understands their power is real. They're not the ghoul. Like he knows that at this point that the ghoul, you know, they're fake, right? They have some cool technology, but ultimately the idea of them as gods and, and all powerful was absolute bullshit. Whereas he knows because he was there and the, the firewall and all that sort of shit uh, that he knows that the Ori are, you know, the, the ancients equivalent. They're just the bad version of the dark side version. So Okay, from what I remember, and maybe this is a spoiler for anyone that's listening along that hasn't ever seen these episodes, but from what I remember, the Ori right? Is that is that is that a correct memory? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they grow in power base. So is that like is that I guess is this the breadcrumb that becomes that this is the question that Daniel says basically, and that's the answer. Yeah, I've I've always sort of read that line as like we all know that the Gua world, it was just a hustle. Like they were just hustling everybody. So mm. Daniel's like, well, what's the all rise hustle? Like mm. what's, there's got to be so like, oh, given yeah. that he knows the ancients and knows what they're doing. He's like, well, these people have the same power of the ancients. Like the ancients are like, we don't want anything to do with you disgusting little carbon-based life forms. Yeah. Like yeah, you're yeah. so far beneath us. So he's like, okay, so why do the Ori care so much mm. about us tiny little ants? Mm. Like, what's what what benefit do they have? What's in it for them? So, yeah, I think that's where his antenna go up and he's like, there's got to be more to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, that's, I just, something about that line just really mm. stuck out for me because I'm like, I, again, I get confused having only seen these episodes. Maybe, I mean, a lot of them once and I was like, what do I remember that's coming and what do I remember from the first you know, four episodes that we've seen of this season and what we're supposed to already know. So, um, okay, that's cool. You might want to bleep what you said for the people that are watching it for the first time. Oh, okay. All right. He put up a, he put up a spoiler alert. It's fine. Yeah, but you want people to drive and fast forward 15 seconds. Yeah, I like it. We can do that. We can do that. I don't I mean, it can't be any worse than that. Was it for, what was it for, Mitch? And I, I went to do a spoiler and I'm like, and you're like, okay, everyone fast forward 30 seconds from now. And we preambled <laughs> so much that they fast forwarded exactly the 30 seconds and it was me dropping the spoiler. Oh, really? Could have been time better. Perfect time. Hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, well, I didn't even have to include all that. It was more so just myself, really. Like I was like, don't we already know that? I'm like, no, of course we don't. We actually don't know that they're... Um, yeah, because yeah. I thought we did too until Daniel said that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I even had that moment where I'm like, is this the first time we've heard the name Katesh or have we, as she said, Katesh before? I don't mm. I don't actually remember. You know what's... Not that the weird matters, thing. But... The weird thing for me is that um, the fact that the Ori came to that planet before healed that guy and the guy was raving about them for so long. And then he comes back. Why do the Ori threaten death? 
because I feel like if they truly wanted actual believers, they would just sprinkle a little bit of magic on every planet now and again, every generation, and everyone would be worshipping them. Yeah, like, you know, like, show the magic and, and you find like... Show the magic. They show, he showed the magic at the end of healing everybody and... Everyone was they like, all wow, believe. this is awesome. Yeah, you don't have to throw so it to like, kill yeah. everyone. I feel like just they got bad PR. Otherwise... Yeah, absolutely. That'd be SG one would basically have no legs to stand on as to, yeah. and then we wouldn't need that yeah, Robert no, C. Cooper movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Robert we'll C. Get Cooper, there. the movie. Easy chewy, easy chewy. We'll get there. <laughs> it was a it was a comment on one of our YouTube episodes where someone said, "I want to know what you disliked about so much about well, what's wrong with Ark of Truth because I actually really enjoyed it." It's like we'll get there. <laughs> I I remember really enjoying it. I think the the first time I watched both uh, Arc of Truth and continu Continuum, I thought Arc of Truth was the better film. Until until I rewatched them and I went, oh, yeah. oh no no other way I mean, around. It's fine other for a TV movie, but the thing is, you're wrapping it up. Yeah, you're wrapping up a huge huge franchise and two season arc. And it was just like, hmm, how can we, what's the fastest, easiest way to do this? Enter title and that's yeah. it. And then we'll really? and then we'll just we'll just reshoot scenes that we've already shot for our other episodes with different actors. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that was why I think that was why I liked Arc of Truth so much the first time because it wrapped up the Ori storyline essentially. Mm. Um, so I finally got, you know, because it's like when SG one got canceled, we didn't know about these TV movies at the time. So you were kind of left on a little bit of a cliffhanger um, at the end of season 10. So it's like, what, what, you know? So I think that's why I enjoyed it, but rewatchability continuum has so much more rewatchability every single time. Yeah. Than, um, than Arc of Truth does. Yeah. So I've, I would we'll seen Arc of Truth the once and that's always been my memory is that it's not really it's not it's it's just the epilogue to the series as opposed to being its own film quote unquote uh mm. unlike continuum which is very separate to what arc of truth is or you know it's 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 in what one episode is to another it's a different storyline it's a different different tone even so and because of the nature of what continuum is and the story structure and uh the gimmick of it i guess is uh, very exciting and very uh much um in my wheelhouse so uh yeah yeah uh, i'm looking forward to those as well uh because i might have only watched that maybe twice to continuum it's it's weird it's they've always sat just on the shelf next to these shows. And it's like, I'm never going to watch an entire season in a day just because I want to flick on some Stargate, but I've got a movie there that goes for an hour and a half, two hours. I'm like, eh, no, I think I should watch those seasons before I watch that movie again. Like it makes no sense how I handle things. <laughs> Captain you know? Chronology strikes again. I know, mate, it's a, it's a gift and it's a curse. Um, but, uh, <laughs> here we are. It's basically, I just wanted to watch continue again. I'm like, well, fucking blow me down. I'm just going to have to do a rewatch podcast and work for years and years and years to get all the way to Continuum just so I can watch it again. It's like, God, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Worth, it. <laughs> Worth it. Done. Uh... All right. That is episode 196. The powers that be. That be. <laughs> and the powers Full stop. combined. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Empire's combined. This is still a terrible episode. <laughs> uh, we're going back yeah. to uh, SGA territory next week. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, are we expanding on the old uh, Ronan Dex storyline and introduction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please uh, No, actually. No, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, he's it's like the B. It's like the B plot. Is it yeah, kind of like when we introduced Teal'c and it's like the second episode with Teal'c, he was just kind of locked up in a room and we didn't really see him, but he was still kind of part of it. You know, like we'll, we'll promise we'll get to him eventually. He's a badass, but a, he's not. A little bit, but, yeah. it, but instead of being locked up, he's in the gymnasium beating up all the security officers Excellent. and doing like fight training with them. So. Great. Yeah. We're skipping to the good part, basically. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, and cool. Then we can get, get more cool stick fights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> duet is the name of the episode duet all right duets duet. next week episode 197 for all of our episodes uh past and present if that makes any sense they're all past technically uh that's where time works you can go into our uh, podcast and channels like you have and been. chronology jump strikes again start with the first one guys not gonna lie um <laughs> jump onto our youtube channel give us a subscribe there all our episodes are uh there and going up as we continue along and uh, find us on the socials drop us a dm drop us a long form chat get into gate at gmail.com just get in touch basically come and say hey we're nice guys. We're going to talk. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yes, the past can hurt. <laughs> Get into geek.